It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. I am James Smith in Austin, and he's Joe Linehan speaking directly in his microphone in his house in San Antonio. So, uh, what have you been up to, Joe? Like, I. I so, have you recuperated? I've recuperated. I'm good. I, well, actually, I wanted to tell you something first. Do you want to know? You want to know what I did this morning? That's amazing. No. No. What's up? I took my daughter to school. She's on campus right now. It's a victory. It's a victory of sorts. That's a, that's a, that, that's a victory in a couple different ways. Number one, she's at school, yep. so she's not at home. Yep. And then number two, she's about to start driving. Yeah, she drove me down there today. She was fine. She's nervous. She's fifteen, I assume, right? So, so when does she turn sixteen? She's sixteen already. She's one of them late persons. You know, she should have her license already, but she doesn't. So she will in February, I think. And I assume you guys are going to get her a car. She's got, already got one. Like, and I, and it's not necessarily for her. It's for you guys so you don't have to drive around anymore. Oh, God. So great. I can't wait. <laughs> so great. I had a friend that just recently uh, had his daughter turn 16 and the same exact thing. And he just, and, and all he texted me was freedom. <laughs> well, I felt the same way. I actually, um, I asked my parents. I said, hey, can you sign me up for, uh, you know, the driving test? And like, no, you're a little young. You're not quite ready. So I just did it myself. And I went and I got 100 and threw it in their face. Like, here you go. That's what you get. So uh, date 16, I turned 16. I'm driving to Barstow, you know, like I'm, I'm not messing around. Yeah. Different time. Different, different time. time. Like how many, how many kids do you know now that just don't have their license or are not really interested in getting them? And and yeah. then their parents that are like, please get your license. So I have to start <laughs> driving you around. So. I will have to say, uh, this is Austin, and I'll bet it's the same in certain parts of Dallas and Houston as well, but lots of kids arrive in school in uh, Lyft and Uber. I find that to be completely weird, but, you know, to each his own. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, So now, as, and then we transition to the tournament this past weekend. We had a tournament? Where? Uh, yeah. We uh, basically, I, I was thinking about this, because, like, we are basically going to make ourselves the center of the show not that we aren't normally but you and i coach pascal really ran this tournament this weekend and it and i'm proud to say that i think it was the only usa water polo tournament going on obviously in the country at the time right am i right about that there's a league that's a usa water polo league going on in utah that started in early september um, and there's the Pittsburgh high school seasons going on. Yeah, high school. Or, sorry, the Pennsylvania high school. Yeah, exactly. On. High school seasons going on there. But yeah, we're we're we were basically the focus of USA Water Polo for at least a couple of weeks on our little little funny pool in uh, in Round Rock. So yeah, yeah, we had 37 games and and what was that? That's what 74 total teams. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, 37 teams in yeah. in 74 games over two weekends and. It was, uh, I'm glad it's over. It was a little hot this past weekend. <laughs> oh, it, man. It was, it, was, it was a little hot. So, <laughs> Don't okay. you think Sunday was better? I mean, it was a, it was hotter temperature-wise, but at least there was a breeze. On Saturday, it was just completely stagnant. It was terrible. And that was the long day, too. So was that was the games day. at your pool where yeah. you and I were there, pool set up at 6 a.m., and yeah. you didn't leave there probably till about 9.30. Correct. So. I did not. Um, when I broke down on uh, Sunday, we were finished putting backstroke flags. I kicked out all my parents. They were fantastic. They were so great. I was so hot. I just jumped in the pool. I was just, I was done. I well, need I, to hear just, yeah, just before we go on and, yeah. and I know you just thanked your parents. I, I just want to say just a thank you to you with Aquatex and the parents and thank you to uh, Pascal with Zilla Water Polo and the parents. I mean, this tournament, the last two weekends could not have happened without uh, like all your efforts, uh, kind of manning the tables 
like the score tables, the uh, safety monitors, um, all the tape on the ground. Yeah. That um, was you. <laughs> you did most of the tape. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, and all the signs and just all the patience and, and just being there from, from like, you know, kind of dark and early to uh, like, you know, kind of late and dark as well. So, I mean, it was a testament. We could not have had the tournament yeah, without both of your clubs. Oh, so. very kind. And, uh, you're right. Like it's a, it's such a joint effort, you know, like obviously you did all of the logistics and all of that. And we were there to do the manual labor and more, uh, it worked out really well. So I'm, I'm very proud of my team. I'm very proud of my athletes and my parents. Like it was, uh, and we got a lot of very good feedback on social media from other clubs. So we're very grateful for that. Um, we know that the team from California is looking to come back to Cal- uh, to, to Texas to compete again because they they might not have enjoyed the outcomes of their games as much as they wanted to, but I think they're uh, very very happy to be back in the pool competing and, uh, and maybe heading up to Dallas for the next tournament. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, the, like the more the merrier. Um, but overall, you know, the 18s and 16s were definitely a different animal than the yep. 14s and 12s yep. weekend. We knew that going in, and my and my fear going in were we were going to get a whole lot of high school age kids that think that they know better and, or the coaches aren't relaying the information properly to the kids or enough. And that was kind of the case a little bit at the beginning, but, um, but you know, I think once everybody was gently told about the rules and, um, the guidelines and, and kind of reminded that, you know, this is the way it is. Um, after mid Saturday morning, um, I think it, it was great after that, you know, it, everybody got into a nice little rhythm, and the teams would come, they would get their stuff and like they'd put their mask on and leave after the game and parents would leave. I didn't even have to start. I was being very nice and asking people to leave, but I didn't even have to do that this past weekend as much. Um, so it was, it went really well from about midday on Saturday through the end of day on Sunday. So and let me ask you, I have a serious question. Do you, prior to a tournament like this, there are copious amounts of rules and for very good reason. I'm not saying that it's not, it's not Okay. Do you think, do you expect perfection? Like, I, I'm genuinely curious about that because I think both you and I, we focus on the outliers, the ones that may not be cooperating as well as we would like. But, but I stand back and I think, yeah, of course. I mean, there's going to be a certain number of people who are, who are going to be, you know, what's the right word? <laughs> They're not going to be as cooperative as we, as we would like. So I'm just curious, do you think, have you, first of all, do you expect perfection and have you ever been part of a, an event that was just absolutely perfect? Um, yes, I strive for perfection and then end up hopefully getting excellence, right? That's the, yeah, that's the old, Vince, yeah, the old Vince Lombardi quote. Yeah. But, um, yes, I, I look to try to put on a great tournament and, but I know full well that there's gonna be issues that go on and, and I'm very picky and hard on myself for stuff. And, uh, and, and most of the time, the stuff that happens at a tournament, 99% of the people that are there don't even know what's going on as far as the issue. That's it. But, um, you know, I mean, this past weekend was great. I've never been part of a tournament that was perfect this past, uh, like, like the past couple of weekends, it wasn't perfect, but you know, um, but it was great to see the kids back on the water oh, they loved and playing. It. And they said so. It was it was sunny. It was perfect weather for her water polo. Um, as far as there's, yeah, there was no big wind. There was no like rain and such like that. So we kind of dodged a bullet there. Um, but you know, there was a lot of good games. I mean, yes, there were some blowouts here or there, but 
Um, this past weekend, we even had a couple shootouts. Back so, to back. Never back even to seen. Back shootouts, yeah. Never seen that anywhere. And at our pool, that has, has never happened ever. And I, and I think I told some people like this past, like, like kind of while we were on deck, I don't know if I mentioned this last week on the podcast, but you know, it's almost like I wasn't really necessarily concerned about what was going to go on in the water no. or if the score table was going to be perfect. I wasn't necessarily concerned. That wasn't my primary concern. My primary uh, concern were the safety guidelines, the protocols, making sure that everybody was wearing a mask and that aspect of the tournament kind of went well. That's that's what kept me up at nights prior to the event. Yeah. I, I was thinking as I was escorting a young lad out of the bathroom that he was not supposed to be in and, uh, and sort of uh, pointing to the sign on the door that specifies that he was not allowed to go in there. I was like, yeah, if I was his age, I'd probably try to sneak into. I mean, you know, <laughs> saying so doesn't mean I condone it. And and I do personalize everything. So it's like, well, don't, don't you read the memo? Come on, man. Don't you don't need to go in there, um, but again, yeah, they walk out the sign that says coaches and volunteers, coaches only. and volunteers, only. Like, and yeah. then you're a 15 year old that's trying to put on their speedo, and yeah. you that you're not a coach <laughs> or an official, or a no changing, or yeah, no changing, so, yeah. And it's, I mean, and you know what, I fully expected that. Um, and you know, just you know, there's teams that ended up, you know, like being in the ready area, or the one thing that I kind of thought was kind of funny was. Um, at your pool, actually, um, you know, the previous weekend we had the ready areas and it went great. Everybody was in, in the red areas and they did, and then they did, but this past weekend it was extremely hot out. Yeah. They went for the shade and they, but they still stayed on their proper side. They just yeah. found shade yeah. <laughs> that was still away from everybody else. I thought that was very humorous. They so. had that right. Actually. Yeah. We of probably course, should yeah. have marked off those areas as the places to go. The referees. And again, we're talking about Mickey Krebsbach pool in round rock. The referees were situated in a little picnicy area. That's behind the, you know, the, basically the pool equipment. And one of the referees came up. So it's great down there. And I, th I was worried about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to put mosquito spray or good tents or whatever. He's like, it's awesome. There's a, there's always a breeze down there and it's in the shade. So, you know, kudos. Yeah. yeah, it worked out. But let's, Joe, let's talk about, I have two things, two takeaways from this weekend um, and the weekend prior. And this may or may not apply in my mind to uh, future tournaments, but we're going to offer this guidance anyway. So the two things that I think worked the, the best were what you said, the staging area that worked out. I'm, that was I didn't even know what that was going to look like when I was coaching the first weekend and it was great, like truly great. It was because you just all, you're all together. You all have masks on, but you're separated from the other team. You can do your warm up if you want. You can do a lecture if you want. You have no one sort of imposing themselves on you. you it, it, I thought that was really good. And then the, I think you're a bigger fan of this than I am, although I have no problem with it at all, was swimming to the opposite end of the pool when you're done, like at, when the game is over. I think both of those things worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, the, the red area concept, that was something that I thought about, you know, um, you know, just to have, a, have another little control factor to make sure where people are supposed to be. So the kids, if they're not told with someplace to go, where would they go? Yeah. You know, and they'd be kind of all over the place. So you can thank the summer league swimming for the red oh, area. Concept. Oh, there you go. I did so, not um, know that. And so I stole that a little bit from them. Good. And um, and then for swimming at the end, that was just a very simple little construct too. The last thing that teams did before they got in the water 
where athletes were take off their mask and put it in, in their bag and get in the water for warm up. Then after they swim, after the game's over, the first thing they do is get out, put their mask on, grab their stuff, and go outside. So yeah. it made for a lot smoother transition. So yeah, yeah and it worked out well. Although the high school kids tend to <laughs> they linger. Off a little slower, yeah. talk. Yeah, there was a little bit more passion going on this past weekend. <laughs> not not that people the first weekend weren't passionate and no. wanted to see their teams win. No. Let's just say you know, there's a little bit more passion that comes with the 18-16s. They yeah. like to verbalize it a, a little bit more, stuff yeah. like that. Like I walked in. Um, I, um, I started the day off on Sunday over at the Millbourne pool. And then I came over um, towards the, like in the middle of the day um, on, on like, on like Saturday. And it was just, people were going at it. Yeah. People were going at it. There was the coaches were going at it. They were going at the referees. The referees were going back. I mean, it was, it was, it was very kind of interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know and who which you was, are. which was, which was great. I mean, and uh, I was like, oh, there you go. There's some, uh, there's some water pole being played. So, and I, and I, and I think the like the California teams that, yeah, that did come out and play. Um, it was, it was the, the club was gold coast and they brought their 1800 boys in their 1600 boys. I think they got good games. I think their 1600 boys went one and three. I think their 1800 boys went two and two. Um, and there's a lot of, and there was a lot of close games and good games. And, um, and, and I talked to the coach kind of afterwards, uh, kind of Tom Davis, and he's like, this is great. This is what we need. And, and, uh, and then this can kind of last me for, for the next six months going, Hey guys, this is what we need to work on. And, and they got to play. Yeah. I and know. I, for, and, yeah. And, and I think it was, they also got to eat inside at a restaurant. So they were excited. <laughs> yeah. He, he told me that they are most definitely looking at coming back to Dallas, whether they do so or not. I have no idea, but they're, they're, well, do you they're know what? Considering um, it. Most of them, their flights that they got yeah. were a hundred dollars round trip. <laughs> Makes Hence sense. That's why they came because that was less money than some people spent on gas from Houston and Dallas to get there. I, I spoke with someone yesterday who's affiliated with a very, very, very well-known club in Southern California, and this person said that they had been discussing coming to Dallas, and I made the case for it. It's like it's probably it, it may you it may be sort of a wash in some sense, like. Let's just say that you're from Southern California. You're traveling up to the Bay Area for a tournament. You're still going to have to drive. You're still going to have to get a hotel, et cetera, et cetera. So instead, you go buy one of these cheap flights that you just mentioned to Dallas. You find a cheaper hotel. Everything's cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. I I think, yeah, I'm hoping to see multiple teams from uh, not just from California, but and I I think it's that tournament. Does that tournament go up against uh, events in Florida? I know we're talking about that the next segment. Yeah, yeah. There's a week. There's a tournament in Florida that same weekend. But if you're interested in going to the DFW uh, like tournament, the Texas Challenge Cup that's being hosted by Thunder Water Pole, make sure that you get in now. Yeah, I've already signed up. There's only a certain amount of people that like teams that they can enter or have. They're going to have four courses going on at one time. That's still probably only going to be about about anywhere between forty to forty five total teams. So you should get in now, please. I and, like. Yeah. I mean, just if needed, go to thunderpolo.com. That's the that's a website. So I like how you say only forty five teams because for me that's an overwhelming number. But for you, it's like nah, whatever. I can do seventy well, teams. We had thirty seven teams. I know for the last, which is and it was it the, pretty like much it. the exact same pool time. Yeah, and we probably only should have had about thirty five or thirty six. So oh, to make it a little bit shorter days. Well, so. that reminds me. So that was if there were I said two points, but there's really like a two A which is that the schedule, and we mentioned it last week because it was so evident after Sunday when we were hosting games, 
but the schedule in which you had to sacrifice playing time because the quarters were five-minute quarters, which is unusual, um, not in the West region, but you know, unusual overall. But in in exchange for that, you you had a much more leisurely schedule so that you could clear people out, get people in, get people masked, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm telling you, it was not just my parents who, again, loved it because it, the, the pace was slower. But other coaches, other parents, they just said, we should just do this from now on. I don't think we're going to, but that was a huge benefit as well of, of the entire schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had to spread out to be able to have like you know people exit and then people enter right and give and give and give kids time in front of the goals to warm up a little bit and um yeah i mean we it was an hour on the first weekend and then it was 55 minutes on the second weekend just because we needed to kind of fit in more games the second weekend but uh overall i thought it was great no one so. complained about shortened warm-up times and especially and, the refs i think the refs really enjoyed it they had and they didn't have to run from pool to pool they there, there was no overlap it was a, like a little bit of a, of a break which i think for a first tournament in what six, seven, eight months or whatever it is, yeah. um, it was a very good kind of easing back in. So yeah, it was great, Joe. <laughs> I, I told you before that I get all stressed out, but now it's over and it's like now it's rewarding. You know, even though there's still stuff I got to do billing, you know that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's it was it was a very very good weekend for our region, and so very proud of Central Texas. There you go. Um, anything else? On to the next segment. Yeah, that's enough amping about the, I'm going to say it, the Central Texas Festival. Because now we can expect this to be an annual event, right, Joe? If you and Zilla want to put it on together, sure. <clears throat> maybe we'll I build, will not be putting it on next year. Maybe we'll build a new pool by then. All right. We'll be back with some uh, other stuff. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free. And we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hi, this is Natalie Benson and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas. James and Joe back with you. Um, we just got done talking about uh, the huge weekend of water polo that took place in Central Texas. But what turns out to be very good news is that that was just a precursor to more tournaments that are coming up. I'm I'm genuinely excited about this. Like I'm, I'm it takes a little bit for me to get my uh, get my excitement going. But um, already on the calendar are. Are, we talked about the, te- the Texas Challenge Cup, but that's November 14th, 15th, and that's the one with Thunder, um, at, or Thunder is hosting up it in Louisville at the West Side and East Side. Is it Aquatic Center? Yeah, it's the yeah. WAC, right? The WAC and yeah, then whatever. The West Side Aquatic Center, the East Side Aquatic Center. Okay, what else? Like, because there's a bunch of new stuff on there. And then there is going to be um, the tags tournament, which is something that we postponed, what, four times? I know. I was reading an email to Joe before we started from April that said tags had been postponed. Uh, So tags is our normal. It's a grade in school type tournament. And that's every spring along with the high school season. And that's normally in April or May. And we postponed it to June. Then we postponed it to August. Then we postponed it to October. And now we were able to find a location and a host uh, December 12th and 13th. It'll be at the Louisville East Side Aquatic Center, hosted by the Southwest Zone. I can't wait. That's so cool. 
very then, happy about that. And then, but for that, the the, the divisions, because we don't want the eighth graders from last year to miss out on the, the tax championship. Right. Yeah. I think that's become like a pretty good tournament that people look forward to whenever they're young. Yeah, they're younger. I mean, it's gone on for what, over 10 years. So, um, so we're going to do this particular tax tournament. It's going to be kind of like the, um, like, like, you know, the Tokyo kind of 2021 <laughs> is actually still Tokyo 2020. Right. So um, we're going to do the kind of kind of ninth grade and younger divisions, and then seventh, and then eighth grade, and then seventh grade and younger divisions, and then eighth grade, and, fifth. and then sixth grade, and yeah, fifth. So ninth, seventh, and fifth grade and younger divisions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So in yes, yeah, just in yeah, instead of the eighth, sixth, and fourth grade and younger. So, and then this upcoming April, we will again have our normal tags. Hopefully, I was so, so oblivious when you put out the schedule and it said ninth, seventh, and fifth. I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And then I it took me a while to realize to realize. Isn't it supposed to be eighth? Like, so, yeah, this is good. I mean, in the same... There is a method to the madness. There is a method. It's totally. And it's a in the same sense as the Texas Challenge Cup remains age as of August 1, 2020. I think that's right. I think that's right. Obviously, I have a huge personal interest in that because I've got a team of, quote, 14 and unders that I, that I really like. And, um, and they haven't had, and they were going to go to J.O. So, you know, I, I want to, ha- I want them to have as much competition as possible in that age group uh, for as long as I can. Then yeah, by next year, it all changes, right? And then the same weekend that the tax tournament's happening in North Texas, there's going to be the Cowtown Stampede also in North Texas. This is going to be at the Keller ISD Natatorium, and it's going to be hosted by Cowtown, and it's going to be for the older kids. So it's going to be for 18s and 16s. So, all right. And they'll have pretty much a boys' division, girls' division, and they'll get however many teams that enter, and they'll play. Okay, so I loved that tournament last year. It was fun for us to go up there. But look, I got, now I got to hire a new coach, man, because I'm going to be at tags, I suspect, for the most part. I'm all, I'm in favor of that Cowtown thing. That was really good last year. Yeah, and then there, and then after that, um, there's going to be the um, in January. We will we are planning to still have the. Uh, Texas Dare to Dream Festival. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Which is, again, going to be for 12 and under, 10 and unders. And we had that last year at Lamar in Houston. Mm-hmm. We're, we're currently looking for a, a location, and it's going to be over MLK weekend. So Okay. Great. All right. That, that's another one. There's um, a few other things going on in the country. I mean, we, I wanted you and I, I think, wanted to mention it in to give some context to how fortunate we are here to be hosting these events. Um, there's a... Yeah, well, well, there's one in Utah, one in Florida, and then we talked about Pennsylvania a little bit too. What's what are what are the events in Utah and Florida in particular? So, um, I think we briefly talked about the Pennsylvania has the high school yeah. season going on. Yeah. Um, in Utah, it was a league that started. It's it's a league that's been going on for 20 years. That yeah, that started in late August, early September, right? And that ends here at the end of October, early November. Um, and that was a catalyst for me coming up with the Central Texas kind of festival, to be yeah. honest with you. And um, and then now in November, there's actually four USA Water Polo sanctioned tournaments. One is going to be in Utah, the like the first full weekend of Utah. I think it's November seventh and eighth. Okay. Um, and then there is the Battle of the Bay, which is going to be in Florida, hmm. the second full weekend, which is the same weekend as the Texas Challenge Cup. And then over over um. Liberty Day weekend, there's another tournament in Florida. So okay, all right, and then yeah, go ahead. No, and then that those are the that's what's on the USA Water Polo calendar right now as far as the upcoming sanctioned events. All right, I got to delve into this a little bit more. I've been too busy, but on Total Water Polo, I've been reporting a lot on uh, Pennsylvania high school stuff because uh, they 
Yeah, they had a unique process, it seems to me. Everybody has a unique process. I think it is by definition. But uh, they they came to the decision that, that this was a, a sport that, that they could afford to play at the high school level. So their season is in full full, full force, as far as I understand. So very unique. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be. It's good that things are opening back up. It's gonna be very interesting. Once, um, I mean, as, I, I think we all know that you know, a lot of water polo is played out in California for our country, and um, hopefully, high school water polo starts here soon, um, in e- either December or January, and then along with that comes some club water polo. But that's still to be determined as far as California is concerned. You said soon, and I was thinking, no, Joe, it's not going to be till December. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's actually kind of soon. So, yes, um, that's it. The uh, CIF commissioner said that that schedule is, was holding. So I, I think that they may be ready to do that. And I've seen video of teams beginning to practice. No contact. Um, there's a school up in Central California that opened a brand new facility, and they started their first practice. So... Yeah, slowly, slowly moving along, and and um, an experience like what Gold Coast had at uh, in at our tournament this over the weekend is probably going to be helpful to to for for those who are worried about how this is going to be transmitted or whether it can be transmitted during tournaments to to at least take those learnings and uh, and apply them to their own competitions. Yeah, just I mean, I wish everybody the best and good luck for their tournaments kind of moving forward and. And, you know, I think we're all, you know, kind of hoping that there are that, that there is no big second wave or the fall winter wave of the COVID-19. But, you know, I think we're all bracing ourselves for the worst, though, too. So, yeah, there's a big study in the Atlantic, I think, about uh, uh, how schools are basically just not super spreaders. So that's, I, you know, when, I'm sure there is a great deal of debate about that. That's fine. But uh, but that's that's to me is good news. So there you go. Um, anything else going on with USA Water Polo? No, but within the Southwest Zone, we have the uh, um, the Southwest Zone Events Committee is going to be running their first tournament at Tags in in December, which is going to be great. That's just made up of some coaches and club admins from around the state that uh, that were appointed this year to run all the Southwest Zone events, and then of course we didn't we didn't have any events. And um, it's because it didn't include me. I should be on that committee, man. Okay, um, and uh, and then now you know, and that's going to be their first kind of tournament, and then. You know, they'll transition to like I've been doing a lot of those events over the course of the last few years. And my goal is hopefully by the end of 2021 to kind of transition out all those responsibilities to the events committee. So. Right. Yep. We'll see how that works. And the masters as well. Yeah, no, there was a master's there. There's a new Southwest Zone master's committee. So and they met for the first time last week. And I think everybody knows that. I mean, Texas used to have only master stuff. Yeah. Which is which is shocking. Like that was only like about what ten years ago or ten plus years ago. Yeah, my my um, my first uh, exposure to to club or you know non high school water polo in Texas was Dallas Masters. Yeah, exactly. So, and it was there was not any youth stuff. There was high school stuff obviously going right. on, but there wasn't a whole lot of youth. So, so I know whenever I was in Houston doing the Houston water polo club stuff, that we had to we'd have to go enter our boys teams are 18 16s into the master's division and our even our best girls would go into the master's division right yeah and there was no kind of women's master's division so um but as there's been an explosion of the youth water pole you know i think some of the master's people have felt that things have you know not grown as far as the master's kind of kind of side of things which is true and um 
and I think that now there's a committee that's going to be based off of just trying to grow the master's group in the, in the Southwest zone. So I'm really excited about that. So well, does that include competition? I mean, I mean, I assume it does, but is there any news in that regard? I mean, right now, I mean, there is no comp, there are no upcoming competitions okay. for masters, but kind of moving forward. But this committee's also is about kind of sharing best practices and because, you know, you know, like the hops group can like if there's no competitions and there's no Dallas water pole or there's no Totex in Austin or there's no San Antonio water pole club, like, you know, they don't have anybody to play. Yeah. So, so it's, it, it, it behooves them to work together to try to build each other up. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to start with more like informal type competitions before like a true master's tournament. Probably the next real big master's tournament is going to be the spin lob in, yeah, in February. So. Well, I know that you talked to me about hosting one at our pool and it's, the pool is just impacted. It's completely booked for all a bunch of weeks. And I'll be honest, like we, I think our organization is gassed. Like we're, we're out of, we're out of, we are out of energy to do something like that. But I understand why they would actually want to do it because again, it's central and so on. And my club before the high school swim season started was doing masters every Saturday without contact. And Zilla is, I think still doing Monday masters with contact. I think that's right. So yeah, it's a mixed bag, right? There's a bunch of teams that may be back on the water, but they're doing very, very different stuff. But I, yeah, but I think it's also, you know, everybody has their, like, just like all, like, just like all the youth clubs, no youth club came back with the same group of kids, right? Yeah, for Everybody sure. has, there's, there's, there's a, there's a segment that isn't, that isn't necessarily, oh, kind of ready to go back in the water and do contact or what have you. Um, it's the same thing with masters. There's people that that's right, don't yeah. want contact yet. Yeah, right. and, fair enough. And, and I mean, and that's perfectly fine. And, uh. You know, we don't need to rush these things. So no. we need to we need to make sure that they kind of kind of work and they happen on their own. So. All right. Well, that's cool that the master's committee is there in order to address issues like that. That's really nice. Yeah. All right. Um, we're not going to have an interview this week, Joe, because I think you and I are cooked. Um, so we're going to take a small break and then we'll be back to say goodbye. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpolo, I always listen to TX Warpolo podcast. Joe, we're done, don't you think? I don't think there's anything in more else ways left. than one. Yes, in more ways than one. Like I can't even. You know, uh, this is uh, this probably fits under the rubric of sounding like I'm complaining, but my I I realized my wife just came back from from out of town on uh, Sunday, and she said, "Didn't you just have three weekends of stuff?" And it's been so busy. I was like, "Wait, no, wasn't it only two? And I'm like, "No, I host, we hosted ODP at my pool the weekend prior." So. This has been the most consequential busy weekend for my club of all time, which was, which is hard work and extremely gratifying at the same time. To me, it's just, it's another three weekends, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, I wasn't there for the ODP stuff. So it was only two weekends for me, but, um, I'm just happy things are going on again. Yep. And it had been a long time since I had spent all, all weekend on a pool deck somewhere and, not that you know it was hot and and you know we had to deal with some people that were a little angry about mass or what have you and but you know some rambunctious kids but you know i the 99 of the people that that were part of this tournament the last last two weekends it was incredible everybody 
came together. Yeah. It was a team effort. And I think everybody or the 99% of the people just remembered what was the purpose of it. The purpose of it was the athletes yeah. able to play. Yeah. And everybody came together and I'm glad that it happened. And I'm not going to be upset that I don't have to go somewhere this weekend. That's right. And I ran out of sunscreen too. I got to get some more sunscreen. I, you, I didn't you, use sunscreen the last two weekends. Yeah. yeah that's your problem. Yeah, that's, no, I was that's, very good at finding shade. Okay. That's going to catch up with you. Don't. Um, I, I did want to just sort of a funny thing was that uh, we forget about this um, is uh, the team from Ventura Gold Coast was there and, and the, you know, they were super happy to be back. And, and finally the coach Tom turns to me and was like, and we're not really used to this humidity and i was like yeah. and it was I, I swear it was soupy I, i'll bet the humidity actually wasn't that high but it felt like it wow it really felt soupy i was like yeah you're right you don't have to deal with this kind of stuff you live in ventura exactly so yeah. but they can come they got to get in the water and play and have fun so. yeah the water's yeah. far wetter than and there. i think they ate torchy's tacos and rudy's barbecue so yeah that's what were, i heard uh, too i think they got the little i mean they got the little kind of uh, Texas feel for food and stuff yeah, too. I heard a lot of experiences in uh, Austin barbecue. So yes, very good. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. Thanks James. We're all done. Thank you for listening and telling a friend about the TX water pool podcast. Um, and we, you know, the Jack's family in particular has been very, very good about um, gifting us. I'm very, very grateful to them. I mentioned their name. I don't typically do that because I'm, I'm reluctant to share people's information that uh, unless they really explicitly say so, which is what they did. Um, so thank you very much for that. And thanks to anybody else who is interested in giving. And you go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give to do so. Until next week, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.